I said I complained about something, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you complain about this. Uh, someone's clearly not a father." And I was like, "Yeah," because I looked up how to do it. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. <laughs> Brunch, hit it, boys. Always learning, always learning about ourselves, always learning about our bodies, always learning about each other's bodies. I learned something new about your body recently, uh, and I just want to talk about this because I want young listeners to be able to hear about everything. And if they have any questions about their growing bodies, that maybe this can kind of fill in some blanks. Uh, I did not know that you shave your chest. Yep. I did not know that any people in the world shave their chest other than maybe swimmers. And I feel like that's on me. Really? Yeah. I feel like it, I kind of feel like so you shave your chest. I I'm kind of afraid now I'm the only person who doesn't shave their chest. Well, I mean, have you ever seen a person with a, a chest that is not full of hair? So that means they shave it? Yeah. Unless like they are physically incapable of, of <laughs> Went right over my head. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's basically like the rest of my body where uh, there is hair that grows there. It is very shitty hair. It's very patchy and does not look good. Yeah. So I shave it. Same as my face. I have, uh, I have chest hair because I don't shave it, um, and it's kind of bad. But I feel like I feel like chest hair is maybe part of like a person's personality. Like I feel like it would be weird if I didn't have chest hair. It definitely would be, especially because you have facial hair. It's a true. it's a weird uh, it's a weird dynamic to have facial hair and not have chest hair. That's true. Right. And then, then people will start asking questions about right. this guy shaves his chest. For me, nobody asks questions because they just assume that I'm naturally hairless. So that that's what I honestly I'm I'm sure I've seen you uh topless before. And uh I never noticed either that you had hair or that you didn't have hair. And then you posted something on Instagram saying like your chest was bleeding. Yep. And you're like messed up shaving my chest. And I checked in on you. I was like, yo, dog, that for real? And you're <laughs> like, yep. And then I thought about it. I was like, I bet so many people I know shave their chests. Yeah, I would assume so. I, I don't think that it's that out of the ordinary. Every now and then, uh, I'll, I have, uh, I have a small little spot. This is gonna, this is gross. Um, <laughs> I have like a small little spot on one of my shoulders that gets uh, a, a some, some dark hairs. So I'll lop that off. Yeah, but generally, that's other that's than me, the, but with my chest. Right, <laughs> just a couple little spots that. My chest hair, I don't want to describe it, but my chest hair sucks. But if I don't, if I'm letting some of the buttons go, I feel it's important to tell the world. Have that burger meat. You got a little hamburger meat showing. So I'm trying to think now. Like when Ryan, like I I bet that Ryan Gosling doesn't shave his, or I bet he shaves his chest, right? Yeah, definitely. But I've for sure seen him let it go with a few buttons. Yeah, you can do either. There's not an either and or situation but like what are you showing off if you're if you're unbuttoning a few things you got no hair there if you have a chiseled chest you got a little little upper chest going on got a little definition in there so it's got to be one or the other you can't if well see i don't even have the choice because my chest hair happens at like the bottom of my breast oh so like it grows there and then like it's very very patchy and sporadic upwards so like if i left a couple of uh a couple buttons undone, nobody would be impressed. My chest hair, grow. my chest hair looks like basically uh, an X that goes uh, that starts on 
my breasts and then goes up diagonally. It's like an <laughs> X there. And then the top is filled in. So it looks like if I have a few buttons going, you're like, man, that guy really can just let it fly. That guy's got hair. And it's real disappointing. And then you, it's like a, uh, what are they called? That a Bait and uh, switch? No, like uh, <laughs> there was a, something that, that guys, that men used to wear. It was like a piece of fabric that made it look like you were wearing a dress shirt. Uh, and also there was like a, a turtleneck that, that they would put on. It was just a neck and then two pieces of fabric on either side and you would wear stuff over it and it looked like you had a turtleneck on underneath. That's kind of what my chest hair situation is. Interesting. It makes it look like I've got a bunch of chest hair and then the deceptive and just the deceptive uh, chest hair. Uh, We saw midsummer. We had to see it. Randy said that it was good. Randy saw it multiple times. Uh, I ended up seeing it one and a half times. We'll get to that. Although we don't really need to. I think by now you should just know this is how I see movies. I miss the beginning that I eventually go back and see it. Uh, What did you did you like it, Pete? Uh, I really liked it. Honestly, I I, uh, it wasn't perfect. It was weird as hell. Not really my type of movie for sure. But I liked it more than I expected to. Uh, Randy, did you like it? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. You saw it twice. I saw it two full times. <laughs> that's, um, that's nuts. Did you? Uh, so th- this was this is billed as I mean, it, it is, I guess, by definition, a horror movie because it's scary and it makes you uncomfortable. But it's not huge jump scares and anything like that. My biggest issue with the categorization of it is every review or everything I read on it is uh, it's a midsummer festival gone wrong. I it think it went pretty exactly right. How they, yeah. It goes yeah. exactly yeah. how they planned. I think everything worked out according to plan. I actually thought about it. Like literally, nothing went wrong. There wasn't one thing where like they almost get away, or like they never even wanted to leave. Yeah, they're they, uh, the Swedish people's plan went to perfection. Uh, I guess you have to you have to consider from whose perspective did it go wrong from? Because if you're the Swedish cult, ooh, baby, that thing went off without a hitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're Pele, yeah. Like everything was just everything was great. I think it's a different movie for uh for the village. It's a different movie for Danny, and it's a different movie for Christian, Josh, and Mark. Well, it's not anything for those guys because they're uh they they gone. Uh, well, they had a different experience, right? So, like for that for those three guys, it was definitely a horror movie. That's true. Uh, I um I wasn't. I thought it was going to be a lot more unpleasant. I uh, read the Wikipedia summary before. I picked Randy's brain about it. I may have read a review or two before going in to see it. And I ended up, once I saw it, I was like, oh, shoot, this is actually a good movie, which Randy had said. I wish I hadn't done that, but I was just too big a Freddy cat. So basically, it is a movie where a girl who is going through some stuff and has the worst boyfriend ever follows her boyfriend who is invited by his Swedish friend to Sweden to do what uh, the Swedish friend calls a a silly midsummer thing with a lot of pageantry. Uh, like theater, they, he says. It's like That's theater. right. And then they go to it and they find that it's a big human sacrifice thing and they've got to sacrifice nine people, four outsiders, four insiders. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> and then a ninth person to be chosen by the May Queen. And uh, spoilers, I guess, 
this girl who is kind of dragged along to this ends up being the May Queen and gets to choose who to sacrifice. So she kills her boyfriend in probably the most adorable way anybody has ever been killed. It's got a great cast. It's got uh, Florence Pugh, who Pete and Randy, you'll have to tell me about her. Everyone fucking loves her. I have no idea who that is. Have you ever seen her before? No. Randy, who's Florence Pugh? Uh, I had, I don't think I've ever seen her before, but that's just because I missed that fighting with my family, the wrestling movie. Oh, she was in that. Okay. She's well, that explains why we don't know her. In that one. Um, but apparently that's a really good uh, film. So. But we, we, we stan her though, right? I'd, I'm, I am, I'm a, definitely a Danny stan. Right. People are stan like crazy. I've actually thought about for a while. We should do a thing called uh, Randy. Do we stan thee? When we ask Randy whether or not we stan somebody. Uh, the the means i looked it up the means you it doesn't mean this person <laughs> right but, so it's just always you're asking if you still stand me do we really, tell you whether or not you stand me yes. randy do we stand it's you? basically asking if asking randy if he's been canceled yet right oh, great <laughs> i i'm glad that i'm put in charge of this because thank god yeah you're the, ma- you're the main queen not canceled you're the May Queen of this show. Uh, although thee and thou and ye and all those things, all of those mean you. Yeah. I tried to look it up. What does what is him or her? <laughs> Every word in old English just means you. No, thou means someone else, right? I think thou means you. I think it's a different way of saying you. They really wanted to make sure they had you covered. So it's got Florence Pugh, everybody loves her. Uh Jack Rayner who we loved from Sing Street, uh, probably the most appropriately named Jack ever. Is he? Wait, so he's the guy. He's the older brother from Sing Street. Is he really? With a big, ridiculous wig. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. I thought that he looked like Seth Rogen in this movie. Like a, a more That's not good. <laughs> a more fit Seth Rogen. He was yeah. definitely. I like that he had like just a little bit of a kind of like a bro chub face. Yes. And his collar was way too big. He wore he, his shirts were very weird. Yes. They were at times too long, they were at times too short. I couldn't tell if it was a like those wide intentional collar things. I think it was, but he doesn't have the bone structure or like the definition. He doesn't have anything anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh yeah, so I, I thought he I didn't recognize him from anything. I did recognize Cheaty from the good place, of course. Yeah, uh, he's, William he's so good. William Jackson Harper uh and this is my favorite thing about the movie. And I learned this my second time watching it. My first and a half time watching it. Okay. Uh, Will Poulter, yep. the kid from Where the Millers is in it. Mm-hmm. And in the credits, it says Midsommar, Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, William Jackson Harper, uh, the the kid who plays Pele, who's from one of those bands. And I forget what band it is. And then Will Poulter gets and and will poulter oh man what the hell yeah we just they dishing just, those out like just, candy these exactly days. it's like a is an and free we've had randy explain uh ands to us and it's basically we can't pay you that much so we're just gonna we'll give you we'll throw you this bone right it's a concession people give you right yeah we'll give you the big and uh have you guys seen bandersnatch i have not no that's the black uh, mirror one will poulter's got a a pretty good and part in that one he, he gets an and on that I don't know if he got I, I, like uh, uh, I didn't actually look, but uh, I feel like that's that that he has the definition of an and part in Bandersnatch is uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen Big Little Lies yet. This season season uh, does Meryl get oh, yeah. an and she gets an and see that is what an and yes, should yeah. be. 
Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I mean, what has Will Poulter done to deserve an and? I, I like We're the Millers, a really great comedy. Right, but it's like, Whatever. cool, you can play yeah. a kid who doesn't yeah. have sex, which is the only thing he plays because that is his character in this movie as well. I don't believe that his character in The Revenant has sex either. So Is he in The Revenant? Uh, yes. Okay, he's also in uh, Detroit. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. the cop who just is kills racist. kids. Right, racist. Probably not having sex. Going around killing black kids. Uh, when does he get like a good character? When, when is Will Poulter like, oh, hell yes, this is going to reflect good. <laughs> This is this is going to to make me look good. People are going to hold me in high esteem after this. I don't know, but it wasn't this one, that's for sure. Uh, Randy, you had said the shots in this movie were incredible. I feel like that's what makes this movie good, other than the kind of get-out aspect of it, where you can tell as you're watching it that it's telling you what's happening. You just don't totally get what's going on. But hmm. this was visually a very a very pleasing movie. Yeah, I thought the cinematography was gorgeous. Um, uh, yeah, just like, you know, like, I think the whatever, like, the difference between, like, what's going on and visually what's being presented, which is just like this sort of horrible scenario, but presented in this very beautiful way. Um, such a cool thing. Yeah, kind of, I, I, I put your mind off a little bit. Like, there's like, like almost like a visual dissonance, right? Of just yeah. like, there's, there's very much a um, a juxtaposition of like how it's presented that's, that's to you versus what you're yeah. watching. And I also heard it referred to as like um, a, a basically like a reverse horror movie where it starts off with like the horrible thing. And, and like in the in at nighttime, mm-hmm. and then goes into like the rest of the story. It happens during the day, and mm-hmm. it seems like this very, at least for a time being, like a very light sort of like, uh, you know, we're having a good time sort of thing. I I I need to see it a second and a half time. But <laughs> as Randy mentions that, like it's not presented. It doesn't make you feel like you're watching a horror movie. The music, the only time I can remember that the music was dark and scary was when she is tripping and running towards uh, that little shed. That's the only time. Otherwise, it's generally all like light flute music. And a lot of the soundtrack, I think, is provided by or a lot of the score is provided by what they're playing there. So even though it's horrible things that are happening, it's all like very light and often fun I thought that music? the uh, I thought the cliff scene was a lot of like intense music. Oh, okay. Was there? I like could a... be misremembering. There, it. No, there, there, there is some intense music. Um, uh, the soundtrack. Stream the soundtrack, um, and and it'll give you sort of a better idea of like, oh my god, I was so into what was happening on screen that I wasn't really listening to the music during that wow. scene. But um, yeah, there's some a uh, uh, little little darker tone stuff. But I, yeah, I I really enjoyed the music. I I really enjoyed. I think the first time you see like a sort of a, this line of children walking and this uh, sort of ethereal song is playing. And then behind the children are the, is the band playing the music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, we went down, we said that Danny has a very bad boyfriend. He has uh, shitty friends. My big takeaway from this is Christian, the boyfriend and the friends died, but, they and in the con in the context of this is how the cult views things. All of them were deserving and had to be sacrificed. 
But let's go down the characters and how they and what they died for. Okay, so there's Josh, who is a student. He's a classmate of Christian's, a nerd, and he's just a nerd. (laughs) He's a really, really good student. So he takes pictures and he asks questions, and they're like, "Yo." That's enough for you to die. But there, he did. But he did ask. He said, "Am I allowed to take pictures?" And it was a very, very, no very strong no. And he gets up in the middle of the night. I think it's the one night scene of the entire movie at the actual cult right. uh, setting. He gets up in the middle of the night and takes pictures of the things that they said. Very much, do not take pictures of these. Right. Uh, then there is Mark, who uh, leaves us with a lot of ammunition. This is Will Poulter's character. He's just a loser. And they were like, yo, if we invite this guy, he's such a loser that something like he'll accidentally do something and he'll die because he was a loser. Wouldn't you know it? That's exactly what happens. He takes a piss outside and they're like, yo, this is sacred ground. That's a tree, blah, blah. And he, no, was, no, like, he was literally pissing on their ancestors. Uh, if you'll uh, remember the scene right before that, yes. they're dumping the ashes of very, the, very oh, they really, from the yeah. ceremony like around that tree yes and you'll notice like all the dirt around that tree is gray so that's all the ashes of everyone in their like village that's ever died okay yeah. so i feel like literally TJ, he's literally I'll be team on. mark then yes i feel like i feel like uh no you don't want to be team mark no there i'm saying when oh, i just came to okay. his defense that'll you be the, the, yeah. the closest i'll be going forward i feel like dj missed a lot of like slight details no i i murdered you guys on detail after when we were texting about it i because i had wikipedia it before i saw all <laughs> yeah. of the things oh oh you're yeah right. that, and you're like oh Randy yeah guys there's it. all this stuff and it's like well yeah i noticed that the second time i was right. watching it but i also didn't read I the entire the synopsis of the movie oh man uh, I yeah, was how many different things did you read i read well i reading the wikipedia page knowing that uh so i guess this will bring us to christian he dies because he was date raped and they positioned it to look like he was cheating on his girlfriend so she chooses to to kill him uh a lot of the date rape stuff if you know it's coming is obvious very very obvious it was obvious i didn't know that it was coming it was all very very obvious to me no you faked though you faked knowing it you said that you knew about uh you said that you knew about the the, love the period spell. blood. I did know about the period blood. They literally you know show he was it. Just randomly drinking it. Did they show that after though? No, they show. No, no, they, no, they, they show do it. Before, they do the a pan. It's a love story. Where it shows the, like the the story, like, the artwork. Yeah. Okay. It's very very clear. Okay. That like that like the that they're collecting period blood and then using it and pubes and they're using it to for something. I don't know what they were using it for. Okay, so you it, did know when you saw it, you were like, All right, yeah, man, I was that like, darker. that is darker, and they, so. They do set up a lot of shots that, uh, which is cool. Like, um, they really tell you exactly what's happening. There's a scene uh, before they go on the trip where Danny and Christian are on a couch together, and there's a big uh, painting above them, and it's a bear ah, and yes. a little girl in a crown, just like right in the bear's face. And the bear is what they use to, uh, and, to kill uh, Christian. And I, I saw some additional information about that it was painted by a swedish guy Ooh, and uh the name of the painting is poor little bear really translated in swedish so poor little bear oops sorry christian poor little bear that's great uh uh, yeah yeah i think like on the topic of of, like did they deserve it well i'm going to quickly get to the other two so there's connie a british student who is friends with ingmar who is pelly's brother and no no just just friend i uh it's not his brother 
Oh, I I did realize this. They keep saying this is my brother, this is my whatever, and it's because they're in a cult. Okay. Uh, so I, I yeah, that. I think that he is not related to Ingmar. Mm-hmm. That's correct. No, no. Uh, Pele's not related to any of them because if if you'll recall, his family's dead. Right. He said his family. Well, he said his parents died in a fire, yeah. which brings me to a question about the actual festival because they say that it happens every, every 90, 90 years. years no but i they, don't think his i don't think his parents died as part of a ritual okay what losers i mean that 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 would be cooler but i was like thinking about that as well and i was like that doesn't make any sense unless he had like 130 year old parents but they still do the they they say uh there's a may queen for this 90 year ritual but there's a wall of all the may queens and clearly they it's a yearly thing so do they just do a, a different ritual yeah, they just do the, they do the May Queen thing every year, um, but they, they, they leave the like murder the for every ninety years. Pageantry of like the we're going to sacrifice nine people. So if you recall, they also do when you turn seventy two, like you die. Right. So the, the, that probably that so it, that happens. That's happening constantly. Obviously, every time someone turns seventy two, I guess, or every time two people, I guess, they wait until like the second person turns seventy two or something. I think it's like a two person ritual. Hmm. Um, as uh, does the, uh, the, um, like the, 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 the rape is that that seemingly has to happen more than every 90 years. I am also going to go out on a limb here and say, we don't know that it's rape. True. True. They, I mean, which one? Like like the one on drugs. Christian. So, so Christian like meets with like the, the elder queen. Mm -hmm. Right. And she's like, yo, She's about it. Are you about it? And then they just cut away, and yeah. he never like they. You never see like his response of like, "Are you down for this?" So I'm pretty sure that he was like, "Yeah, I'm about it." That's that's true. I mean, I was I was very hesitant there to use that word for it because it's it is entirely but, possible that he was just doing. But it. even if he did have like interest, or he didn't explicitly say no, they still drugged him and then had sex with him. Right. Which uh, so I mean they 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 like you know gave him some mushrooms and then they were like, Do you want to go in there? It, nobody yeah. like I mean, until like he was like halfway through, nobody was actually like pushing. Which does bring a little I, I get it, pushing. Um <laughs> which does bring me to uh shoot, what was I gonna say? The point of that Christian might be the dumbest it's hard to figure out who the dumbest character is is in this there is one of three mark has to be mark mark well well mark is like almost too dumb to be alive <laughs> so i mean i mean he he died or they chose him because he was dumb so maybe right that's so, true. so of the gr- friend group like pell is it pell yeah pele uh, pele of the friend group i could only imagine that there was like one of them where he was like oh he's for sure not he's going to be one of the nine uh like because i could see josh surviving and being smart enough to survive Mm -hmm. uh christian is not stupid enough to like be a sure thing especially when he's danny's boyfriend um but i I do think that mark was always going to die i mean on their grounds you could argue that christian was the best behaved like he was a shitty boyfriend to danny and he forgot her birthday and everything but what does that matter to these people they don't right. they don't know that i mean he showed up he to didn't everything even, like bring a present on the trip with i him. know oh he's uh, like he, she was talking about our fucking birthday like when they right. were like meeting up like and, and like this like, is oh, you're gonna come to the trip and she's like yeah actually my birthday is gonna be right. the day that we get there 
I'm and like, it's like this bro, pack a gift. This girl's entire family died six months ago. You think that the boyfriend would be like, let's look for a reason where I could could do something to make her happy. Oops, forgot her birthday. Right. So that's the big that's the big thing with him is that like he is a an unfathomably uh, unfathomably bad boyfriend like he the reason everyone goes on this trip is josh goes because uh for his studies he's a very ambitious student uh mark goes because he's a loser like maybe he'll be less of a loser in sweden he seems to think he's gonna have sex there right Uh, yeah he was he was there for the sex and the drugs i think i think i think a big selling point for pele too probably to these guys was like also we are high the whole time right uh christian goes solely because he will do whatever it takes to be the worst boyfriend to someone <laughs> whose entire family just died. He is like, as far like on American grounds, Christian, definitely the worst of them. Like you can put up yeah. with a dummy like Mark, like whatever, just choose to not hang out with him. Yeah. But Christian, Christian's entire reasoning for going on the trip was to get away from his grieving girlfriend. Try, he's basically trying to force her to dump him, right? It's it would yeah it seems that way like it seems like he was about to break up with her or on the verge of breaking up with her and then her entire family dies and he's like fuck I can't really dump her I felt so sad <laughs> obviously you feel sad for Danny in the first fifteen minutes because she loses her entire family but in addition to losing her family before she even knows that they're dead she's on the phone with one of her friends talking about how she's being a burden to her boyfriend by saying, Hey, my sister just sent me this really cryptic email and I think she's going to do something horrible. And he's like, yo, you got to stop giving her attention. Like this is basically saying this is on you saying whatever he can to get off the phone with her. And she like feels bad about it. Like what an awful relationship really for both of them. He's obviously the bigger douche. So you kind of root for her, but man, how is that relationship still going on? Yeah, I uh, I thought the opening 15, 20 minutes, the prologue, is, as Randy called it, was like spectacularly well done. Yes, when they chose the, the, the dead parents and you think that they're not dead. Uh, yeah, I was I wondering I if they were dead. They're actually ble- breathing at that point. Oh, that's so. right. Oh, really? Yeah, man. I, and I even took a note of that. Yeah, you're right. Um, so maybe it's before or maybe it's as it's happening. Oh, the, I think uh, it's as it's happening. I, I, I think they've gone to bed and she's like slipped the uh hose like under the door or whatever i mean just that is a brutal it is like it's awful they they basically show backwards how everything happened like they they show them their their breathing as randy said and then you see the door and there's duct tape oh no you see them first turning off the car so the firemen are turning off the car yeah and they go into the house and you see that uh she sent hoses to her parents bedroom and into her mouth yeah that is just streamlined it a garden hose like inside her mouth and that with the vomit and everything oh my god so disgusting so much right i mean you so that 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 was what i missed i missed literally probably 10 or 11 minutes um the first time i saw it and you guys were like yo you're missing an important thing but since i'd read it i was like yo i'm just missing that her family well pete said you're missing the important thing i said go see it because i want to see your perspective on the movie where it just oh if i didn't know (laughs) yeah yeah you're just like god that danny girl is so clingy right she's obsessed (laughs) with her family god just go home and visit them if you like them so much no um yeah having it it was important to see it though like and and i think the most important thing uh as far as danny's character and seeing that is how she reacts 
when her family dies because she wails like very there's there's just something about wailing in this yeah. movie where if you're in pain you don't cry you don't scream you just yeah. really wail and it's like a siren and uh in this village they all join in 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 doing that which well, is weird yeah. but you know like she is alone through this mm-hmm. whole experience like even when he's there she's just like has her head on his lap and he's like he wants to be somewhere else and she's just crying wailing in his lap and like he's just like whatever um i think that like you know we don't see some of this like as you know uh as the time goes on between like the event and like the trip to uh the festival but like she doesn't cry in front of people yeah, true. She just like runs off into bathrooms. She, she runs away and cries alone in in, in bathrooms. Um, and it's like, okay, so she doesn't feel like welcome to like share her grief with anyone. And the first, you know what? So now that you say that, That's the first time that she, the first time that she does it is uh, with the commune, which it probably she probably it probably wasn't of her choosing because they were kind of following her around because she was May Queen. But that's right. The first time she's really crying with somebody is after she sees Christian uh, with the 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 old woman and the girl, and she's wailing in that room, and they're all kind of giving it back to her. Yeah, and they, I, they're they're doing it they're doing it with her, which right, is like right. a thing that their village obviously does. Like um, we see it in the in the ritual. Right. Yeah, I right. thought that was right. like when the, that, that when was the, the old guy from Love yeah. uh, falls from, off. Right. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was the most important, like symbolic and like basically that scene gave me what I needed to know about that movie was that like those people are sharing the trauma and sharing the grief so that that person doesn't have to deal with it on their own. And that yeah. explains how like Danny would get wrapped up into the cult thing and be like consumed by it because it's the only place where she feels like she has other people supporting her where it feels like home. Right. It's like, right. Kelly says to her, like, um, does Christian make you feel held? Does he feel like home to you? Right. And I, I wonder what Pele knew. I know that there's some theories that uh, he was somehow in on the family's death, that this that it was like his idea all along. He was hoping that somehow Danny would end up uh, coming because it did end up being kind of I don't think that he killed her family, but it did end up very, very convenient for Pell and the. Uh, and the, the commune that Danny ended up going because that's, I mean, she ends up getting the May Queen. She ends up uh, killing Christian. She ends up, like, when we talk about how everything worked out perfectly for the commune, Danny going was like probably the biggest part. Yeah, it was great. I think great for her, great for them. Uh, not so great for Christian, but um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Pele had anything to do with like her parents' death, but I think that, because I think he's like totally honest the whole time. I was going to ask that, like, how much does he ever really lie? Obviously, there's a lot of lies of uh, omission, right? But he doesn't s- say overtly, uh, like, "Hey, it's okay, it'll be safe." He says to them straight up. He says, "The I forget what the term is, atestupa." He says, mm-hmm. "We're going to be doing this." Josh says, "Are you actually doing this?" And he says, "Yes." Right. And then he says, you'll see in the morning. He's not saying like, and and Danny goes, is it scary? (laughs) 
Does he? And he doesn't respond, does he? No, no, no. They don't answer her. They just sort of like Josh and Pele just kind of like look at each other, like mm, you know something, you know now. <laughs> Which yeah, I yeah. understand Pele there, but Josh, dude, like, it, I how do you his... go to sleep after that, knowing that they're that you're in a place where they're sacrificing humans? But I think that his big his big thing was his thesis, and he wanted to see what it. And he wanted to see it play out, and if he said something that might have spoiled it and like prevented him from being a part of that true so i i think that he didn't want to scare them off yeah in his mind he's like oh shit pell's showing us this really yeah. cool thing yeah and i i do think that that pele has like is genuine when he tells her that like i really want you to come and i think that you would benefit from oh this. totally he's straight up like th- he thinks that that's going to help his people but and as randy said it's it's going to help everybody like right th- because th- he like he said he he's been there Right, like because he's an orphan. Yeah, yeah, he was alone, and he found he found this family. Uh, speaking of family and uh, embraces, uh, this is a very big movie for hugging while holding the back of somebody's head. Is that a European thing? Is that a cult thing, or what is that? Did you notice the way they hugged? No. When they go up to the to people, they hug each other and they grab the back of their head. It's basically like they're making out with them, except <laughs> kissing. Except without kissing. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe you have yeah. to read the Wikipedia page to it to be picked up on it. <laughs> but it was the first thing I noticed. The way he held uh, Ingmar when they ran to each other. I was uh, like, wow. Yeah, okay. Those guys love each other. And then he saw the old guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they hugged that way, too. And I was like, all right. So this isn't anything special. This is just how that old guy was a real dick. I'll say that. That old guy was definitely like the... Uh, the, like you should definitely know something bad is happening because the way that he approached Connie and uh, Simon, Simon, like he was like, oh yeah, y- your your boyfriend ditched you or your fiance ditched you, and uh, yeah, well, just wait for the next ride. <laughs> it's yeah. wild how passive they were when they realized that they were dropping off one by one. Yeah, that okay, Simon's gone. He would never leave his fiance, but he did. Okay, whatever. Uh, they didn't give a shit. Connie Mark gone. disappeared. Oh, no. Right. And when he disappears, uh, a girl lures him away and she's like, hey, I'm a girl that's talking to you. Come with me. And he goes and he leaves. And they're all like, oh, I bet he'll be gone a while. Like, well, since when? (laughs) Why do you think this guy's going to go have sex a bunch? Yeah. And like have sex for a long time. It's like, oh, Mark just went to have sex. He's not back in 15 seconds. What's going on here? (laughs) Right. Maybe they know something about Mark. Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe Mark is uh, maybe Mark's got something up his sleeve. He maybe just he doesn't have a refractory period. Thanks for hims.com. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Wanna wanna go ahead and uh, deliver the goods? Why don't you finish it off? Why don't you give, give us a little taste? Why don't you let's have hey. the whole meal? Guys, I've heard you talking about hems and how they're helping guys look their best. Word. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for us to see what it's all about. Here's the problem, guys. I don't know if you know this, 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. And uh, here's something. Once you've noticed thinning, look out. Is it's it too late? late. It's oh, too late. God. It's too late. Uh, maybe you've noticed your hairline slowly starting to move backwards. Any bald spots yet? Who knows? You can't, you don't, you can't see behind you. Only looking forward. Yeah, you can only look forward. Uh, that's the problem with the human eyeball is that it can only look 
it's it's pretty limited in where it can look and you can never see like the back top of your head so you could be balding and you don't even know it but i think that's because god god does, god, god knew god right. knew that you should always look forward don't look behind what's behind oh. is behind you but okay. god is potentially up in heaven making fun of you with all your loved ones because he, right. he can see the top of your <laughs> he head can see your bald spot right. he, he's the all-seeing uh being hmm. like look at um, that gross bald spot yeah god thinks you're gross but right. we think you're cool right we think we, you we know think you're beautiful just the way you are yeah whatever you want to do with your hair is fine but if you want to prevent hair loss the best way to do that is to do something about it while you still got some hair left on your head. It's time to get a handle on those precious locks. I ask you guys this question. Do you want a bald spot to pop up? No. No, not for me. No. Do you Personally, want your hairline no. to recede? Absolutely Ugh. not. <laughs> do you want to do something about it first? Well, I don't really want to do anything. Yeah. But if somebody else could do something for would me, that would be great. Maybe if in our sleep we could uh, bring the, the doctor to us. Yes. Um, have you guys heard about these people? They try all sorts of weird solutions. Like what? Uh, uh, they'll like go outside and they'll rub like plants on their head. Ooh, they mm-hmm. go to a gas station for it? Yeah. They'll go to a gas station and they'll buy some weird product from a guy on the corner and he promises that it's going to do something. And guess what, guys? Does that guy it have was, snake oil? It was just his snake oil ah. in a jar. Hey, Randy, when is a door not a door? I don't know, DJ. When's a door not a door? When it's a jar. When it's a jar of snake oil. <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, don't turn to weird solutions. Don't buy that guy's snake oil. If that guy had a legitimate business, he would be advertising on brunch. He would not be trying to sell you stuff at the gas station. Ooh, that would be a real uh, real problematic thing for us is if somebody wanted to s- sell their snake oil on this podcast. No. that's, that's no, our- no, no. You guys don't sell snake oil. You you help legitimate prob, 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 um, progress products. 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 Yeah, We're the know. anti-snake oil brigade here. Yeah, you guys hate snake oil. I've heard you guys talk about it. Like, we're all friends in real life. Let's make, let's make new merch. It just says yeah. snake no oil snake with oil. a line through <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. The, no number one, the number one anti-snake oil podcast in the world. Body yeah. by no snake oil. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, don't take snake oil. or And don't do nothing. You got to do something. Yo, no snake oil. Actually, that sounds like a good brand name. Hell yeah! It's like, oh, it's a it's that new T shirt from No Snake Oil. It's four hundred bucks. It sounds like a good band name. No snake oil. Yeah, not bad. You know what I should do? What should I you think do? I think you guys. What I want to do. What I think you guys should do is when you come into a man problem, you turn to medicine. Mm. You turn to science. Let the doctors be in charge and that's where my good friends and my colleagues and a few of my family members come into play forhems.com it's a one-stop shop for hair loss skin care and guess what sexual wellness hell Ooh. yeah got Maybe. bone problems <laughs> oh, God. Mm. forhems balding is not a necessity guys it's not an inevitability it's optional 
Hims is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed physicians, not people at gas stations, and FDA-approved products, not weird snake oil, and they help you treat your hair loss. Their prescription solutions are backed by science. Hims was created by some dude. But you know what? He knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. You don't want to go to your doctor and be like, hey, doc, I got a brown problem. <laughs> no, you want to do that on the internet. You want to go <laughs> on the internet and tell some stranger that you have a bone problem. And he's like, I'm a stranger, but I'm also a doctor. Doctor stranger. <laughs> no more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. No way. You connect to the doctors online, saves you hours, completely confidential and discreet. They never even have to see your face. Answer a or few your quick penis. questions. Or your penis. Yeah, they don't need to know. You answer a few <laughs> quick questions, like, what's your problem? Boom. The doctor's going to review it. And if he determines that it's right for you, he could prescribe medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. It's the hair loss treatment everybody's talking about, guys. It's been featured in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, Playboy, Brunch, all of these things. All of these things. This section is mandatory. (laughs) That's the part you have to read. Definitely read that sentence. This is a call to action, guys. Motivate them, bro. Motivate them. I am telling you guys right now. This is what you have to do, and you have to do it right now. Pause the podcast. But get wait, online. But wait until you get the instructions. Get online right now. You can get started with the Hems Complete Hair Kit for just $5. What are you waiting for? Why are you even still listening to this when you could be online spending only $5? It's only $5. Come on. Five dollars. What is dollars? Five dollars. It's half a banana. You got to do it. Five dollars. What could it cost? Ten (laughs) dollars? Yeah. (laughs) It only costs five. You got to do it right now, guys, because limited supplies. While supplies last, you this deal works, man. But once the supplies are gone, guess what? They don't have the stuff anymore. You don't want to be the asshole among your friends who didn't get the supplies. No, you could have got. They ran out. The supplies. Go to the website. Check it out. It's got all the information you need. It's got full details. It's got safety information. It could cost you hundreds. Or it could cost you only $5. That's for you. The choice is yours. Choice is yours. Live or die. That's right. You've got a choice. You could could spend hundreds of dollars if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else, or you could spend $5. Go to hems.com. Here's the most important part. Slash brunch. Got to get that brunch money coming in. Yes, Randy. Forhims.com slash brunch. Forhims.com slash brunch. Brava, brava, brava. Great job. Great job. Hey, Randy, what does brava mean? Uh, Good job. Okay. Um, what what if uh, we see what does a physician feel like when he's like filling up his tank at the gas station? He's like, I better take off my coat and stuff. People see me, they're going to get the wrong. If they see me hanging around a gas station, <laughs> they're going to get the wrong idea. I am a reputable physician. Yeah. If they see me around here, they're going to be like, fuck you. 
Go, go. I got a four hips. Go hawk your, your gas station supplement someplace <laughs> else, buddy. I'm just uh, filling up my tank. Yo, that was a very good read. It's that very, was very good. Only have one thing to edit out. Great stuff. Uh, let's. Uh, it's literally what I do for a living, guys. Hell yes. Yeah, I know. We should just have you do our reads from now on. Uh, Pete suggested we run down the shitty things that Christian does as a boyfriend. Took me like three seconds to come up with, with 80. Really? Yeah. I'm interested. I, I mean, I have obviously forgot the birthday present. Mm. Uh, didn't just didn't tell her about Sweden that he was going jerk. Uh, that I think that was the most like egregious thing that he did the entire movie. We do. Is, we let's clarify. We don't stand Jack. Uh, not uh, Christian. Christian. Randy, yeah. do we stand the? No, no, no. absolutely not. No, don't. Christian is. Uh, if you stand Christian, GTFO. Yes. Oh, can't you can't, ha- you can't hang out with us. Can't. You can't hang if you stand uh, Christian. Yeah, didn't tell her that he was like uh, officially going to Sweden until like two weeks before the trip. Basically forcing her to not be able to. As she said, sorry sounds like too bad. Yes. Um, yeah. And then and she ends up, but she apologizes right. to him. Oh, poor. I just want to give her such a Swedish hug. Hold the back of her head and say, you are a strong person. Don't put up with this asshole. But I thought that, that was done. I thought that, like that entire scene was done so well. With like just showing how the, the you can be manipulated. Yep, uh, absolutely. And so yeah. they, I like, thought that was I mean, great. They, that's like textbook gaslighting. Oh yeah. Mm. Where he's like, uh, "Why are you being so weird? I told you it was a possibility that I would go, and then also I never told you that I was going, and that I had already bought my plane tickets, and uh, and that uh, this is like set in stone at this point." But. You're acting crazy. Yeah. Why oh. are you being so emotional? Like you, your parents just died less than six months ago. Ari Aster, uh, is that his name? Yes. Yeah. He sets it up so well that just between what goes on with her, the limited glimpse that we have of Christian and what we think, we start off kind of on the wrong foot with Christian. I think it's safe to say. Uh, so everything goes to hell with her family we know that christian's not the best guy and then you have that scene just knowing what she's going through i feel like everyone in the theater is doing that thing where they're like their hands are out and you just wave them fanning yourself it's, basically where, where you're just like like oh my god this guy is the get out of there, this relationship. there is no like there is no solid ground for christian to stand on at the beginning of the movie like oh, you god. never find out how that even happened that relationship how he became so yeah like how they got to that place and yeah. how he got to that place uh but in, in addition to that i have um like the mushroom scene where she was like i yes. i can't do this and he was like he, he did it he i i was surprised when he was like hey maybe we all shouldn't do the mushrooms right now but he only does that when it's when he's pushing back against mark i wrote that down as one of mine he phrases it as so they're all gonna take mushrooms and danny says i'm not comfortable doing this i want to find my footing first so he turns to the group and he says hey everybody i'm gonna wait for danny instead of saying hey we're gonna wait he with like four words he puts it all on her of like hey guys in case you're suspecting whether or not she's a wet blanket yeah she is and now she's bringing me down and he only pushes back once mark starts pushing back because he says to her he was like don't let that fucking loser be the reason you don't you do anything you don't want to do so the only thing that we learned there is that he holds mark in lower esteem than he holds danny but other than that he doesn't give one hoot about her. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, and then, obviously, the cheating. Uh, I mean, whether he was on drugs or not, 
still still showed interest. Uh, didn't ex- as far as we know, didn't explicitly say no that he wasn't interested in that other woman. I think it is. I think it's tough. To, I, I am absolutely not taking his side. I think it's very tough to tell because he walks in there. He looks around. He sees all the women. He's not blinking. He has. N- I I'm it's tough so- to make like a a, a a solid determination there. Right. I but, mean, he was definitely checking that girl out the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, like he, as right, soon as she like picked him, right? He, like, he wants oh, to join in the group. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, mean, that's that's basically what I got from my list. I'm sure that I'm missing some other things. No, you got all the big ones. I wrote down uh, was friends with Mark. What a loser. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't is, uh, directly like affect. I'm talking about his relationship with Danny. Well, she has to meet Mark as a result that's of him being friends enough. with Mark. What a bad boyfriend. Uh, committed to leave her for a month and a half after her family died. Uh, the I'm going to wait for Danny thing, uh, a pizza with Mark in the beginning, uh, discussed his sex life with his friends in a way that besmirched his lady. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Like, um, you never see him do it, but but Mark says the thing, right? Like you could be dating a girl who would have sex with you. Right. He says, why don't you enjoy sex? Who enjoys sex. Yeah. sex, yeah. And I'm like, hey, man. Like, hey, if you're it's it's sort of the the, the uh have you, you remember that guy on Twitter like a couple months back who was like, uh, excuse me, I've had sex with plenty of women and I've never met a woman who enjoys sex. And everybody was like, ah, I don't think that's a girl's problem. <laughs> uh, that's I'm a problem. Sure. You know what? He needs to go to forehams.com. You're right. I'm pretty sure are you positive that's something a real person said and not something that I said in response <laughs> to someone trying to make fun of me? That was a real thing that happened on Twitter. And it was like the one time in the world that all of Twitter has gotten together and just like been on the same team. And they're uh, like, that is fucking hilarious. I've realized whenever uh, most of my responses to people who try to dunk on me are me just like finishing the dunk for them. <laughs> Somebody uh, a while back was like, uh, I said I complained about something, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you complain about this. Uh, someone's clearly not a father." And I was like, "Yeah," because I looked up how to do it. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. <laughs> Boom! Nailed it, you loser. Uh, yeah. So I I think that uh that if I was looking at those two people and I was like, this couple is not having enjoyable sex, I do not think that I would point at Danny. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, my big thing with that though. It's one thing to discuss the uh, intimate goings on of your relationship. Maybe you do that with your closest friends and people that you can trust. And I don't know if you're having a problem where like, hey, like we're not having a lot of sex or something like that. Maybe you disclose that to your closest friends. But to Mark? No. You never, say that, shit Mark to Mark. That. You never say that shit to Mark because you know what Mark's going to do. He's going to bring it up in public. Oh, in front of all your friends. And I mean, as somebody who's making comments about your sex life, who's traveling to Sweden for the opportunity to have sex. <laughs> or maybe maybe there's a you, chance I can have sex there. You know what, who Mark is? Mark's the guy from uh, from Love Actually I thought about who that. needs to travel to America for the possibility of sex. Except that guy goes to America immediately, and immediately cleans orgy. up with... Mark immediately gets to a foreign country and dies. He has a an orgy with January Jones, right? Yes. Uh, is Alicia Cuthbert one of I think them? she's one of them. Uh, yeah, it was just it like, was like three uh, it girls with Shannon Elizabeth there. Big three. It was man, good for good for that guy. Bad for Mark. Uh, I do wonder, did Mark or Josh? I mean, Josh, you saw how he was knocked out. 
Um, but do you think that they were they felt any pain when they were killed? Do you think that they were killed in like humane ways? I think Josh was feeling some pain because uh, they cracked his freaking head open and he was they, like on the ground going. Mm-hmm. He was having a seizure. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He seizes after. Yeah. Man, I must have been. You know what? I did look away a lot at times that I thought it'd be bad. Like I didn't. Uh, I think I saw when the the woman elder hit the rock. Yeah. And yeah. then once the uh, guy, the old guy from Love uh, and from uh, Freaks and Geeks, yeah. the principal, <laughs> yeah. uh, hurts his leg when he hits the rock. By the way, that guy sucks at that, killing Just himself. a terrible jump. That is I, awful form. I think that's part of the ritual. Really? Because he like, doesn't, I don't think he has a rock underneath him. I think she has the rock, right? Um, and I think I think that's what happens is the woman jumps like face first and the guy jumps feet first because they had that big hammer like at the ready waiting. Yeah, I was just wondering if they were like, hey, just in case somebody messes up and uh, that could totally be a part of it, too. But like uh, I was like, I was like, God, it seems so purposeful that he was like, I'm going to jump. Yeah, pencil die. Well, you know what? Far be it from us to assume that uh, these people would be trying to avoid pain in their deaths. Because looping back to the dumbest people discussion, there's I think the Christian is high up there because after he saw all of his friends disappear, they went up to him and they were like, yo, want to take these drugs? And he was like, "Mm, I'd better not. All my friends are disappearing. And they were like, don't be a little bitch. Take it. And he did. (laughs) And then that was like the rest of his life. Then I love there, that girl though. I the girl that gives him the the drugs. Is that she, also the girl who uh lures away Mark? No. Okay. No, this is uh this is another girl. Like she does she does a couple of different things. Um mostly revolving around Christian where like she gives it she's hot, first off high as fuck. And she like is stumbling over and she basically like falls in front of him and she's got the cup and she's like, drink this. Oh it's, yeah, that's right. Fun. Yeah. She's, she's just like wandering around the campus, just like falling yeah. all over herself and handing out drugs um, and just like giggling and like having the There's best, always having that the one best time of her life. Yeah. There's always that one girl in a Swedish midsummer <laughs> who is just walking around with a cup of drugs. Fucking that, 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 that classic stereotype. Uh, yeah. And but when they're on drugs. Also- yeah, she also like once once he's uh had like the paralytic or whatever, she's like, Oh, you can't move. You just have to sit here. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. You'll, that that it's weirded fine. me out. That weirded me out when they they've got him essentially paralyzed sitting there. He is that was some I'll tell you, I didn't like Christian. I liked Jack Rayner. Very mm-hmm. good performance from him. I don't know uh if it's that difficult to act that distant but like his scenes with danny where he clearly needs to be there for her mm-hmm. and he's not as you said randy his mind is just somewhere else uh, i thought he was great that scene on the couch where she's wailing and he's just not looking at her um but like as they are preparing him as they're stuffing him into the bear while he is totally conscious he's I mean, it, it looks adorable in the end but i don't know i thought that he, that he was yeah i think that he did like a good job of, of sort of portraying that like that the lights are on, but nobody's home. Right. Or let, like, exactly. And, and so it, I kind of felt bad for him uh, in that situation because just because that's the the most horrible thing to like be there mentally, but not be able to do anything about it physically. Right. It's the old yeah. uh, Johnny got his gun. Yeah. Thing. And uh, so uh, I also I, I loved the 
like the the drug effect when they're on like the mushrooms and stuff and they have like these close-ups on their faces and you just sort of see it like slowly morph and yeah. and it's not it's subtle enough to make you sort of question whether you're going crazy if they're actually doing that. That's yeah. a great way of describing it. They did they I really love Danny's don't overdo flower. it. Like the flower on her crown that's like yes. breathing. Yes. It's insane. Great. It's very, um, very and then cool. there's that when she first takes the mushrooms that got in the field and she's talking to Ingmar, um, he's like, Do you want to come talk to me and my friends? Um, and like one corner of his mouth just like bends up like this. Oh, it's so creepy. Like in this like super weird smile, but just like on half of his face. And it's like, like he's being like sort of fish hooked. Hmm. Um, and it's so creepy, but it's also like, so like kind of like off in the corner. Like you don't really, cause she's kind of like turning away as it's happening. Cause I think she's like, I don't want to look at your face. Cause it's doing weird yeah. shit. Uh, Ingmar is also a candidate for, dumbest person at this whole thing so as i said they kill four outside they sacrifice four outsiders uh four people within the commune and then uh kind of wild card and they match the four and four so they kill uh connie simon mark obviously and josh and then for their side they sacrifice the two elders who are already dead they've already killed themselves as are all those people they've already died and they take two volunteers to sit in the temple as it burns with all the other bodies what kind of an ingmar is one of them and then some other guy is one of them how could you be that dumb it's one thing to be in that cult and know that eventually your time is going to come but you just hope that it's going to be not from sitting there being burned alive. Why would you choose that? Well, I think that was like Ingmar wanting to be like a martyr or, or just like going out in a way for the the cause, I guess. Not that. I, I, well, I think that, that, you know, when the when the queen is talking, when she's trying to convince the uh, the two, the British couple to stay, she's like, it's a it's a it's a great honor for them. Right. Like for the old couple that that do their sacrifice thing, um, so I think it's it. I think it's like seen as like a great honor to be, a, especially on like the ninth. You know, like the right. the, the, the huge anniversary. It only takes every takes takes place every ninety years. I think it's a huge honor for them. Um, I have questions about that scene though too. In the fire, is that they give each of the guys a little something in their like mouths, and like for one they say it's for the pain, and for one they say it's for the fear. Right. Um, but the, for the guy that, and I think it's, I think it's Ingemar, um, uh, who's supposed to not feel any pain. No, no, it's not. It's the other guy. The other guy's supposed um, to not feel pain and he ends up screaming and he's like screaming and I'm like, well, he's definitely feeling pain. <laughs> um, but then I, I, Ingmar, who they said, like, no, you'll have no fear or whatever. Like, uh, we don't really see his reaction. I just thought the dynamic of like those people having to die together was weird because some of them it's like an honor. And then the other ones, like they're being punished because they like, they did horrible things. Oh yeah. That's well, true. Yeah. And, and so like, I think the, right. The point of the festival or whatever is to get rid of all the bad juju in town. Ah, uh, right. And, so and to sort of rid, rid their village of any like negative elements. So I think bringing in the outsiders and we're like, you know, like this is like, think they're representative of like the outside forces that sort of um uh 
that they don't want in their in their town right like we don't we don't want this like disrespect we don't want this um uh you know just sort of like the the dumbness of like society to like infest our our village um so i think it i think there's something about like having like the two sides right having the strangers and having the people of the village to go like we're all coming together we'll definitely bring these guys in because they represent all this bad stuff but then we also want to like give a piece of ourselves i wonder also if that's why they like they dress up the like the bad people the outsiders i I guess like they they dress up those those people as like these sacrificial animal type things. Yeah. So, some of them play parts, right? So like early in the film, like the children are playing and like uh, one of the people is like, uh, what are they, what's, what are they playing or whatever? And I think pale's like, uh, skin the, fool. Oh, they're playing skin the fool. And then of course, Marcus, the fool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been skinned. Um, and they have a jester's cap on him. Yeah. Yeah, Mark really does not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark, it's never good for Mark in this movie. Well, I saw, I saw that uh, Ari Aster said that like this is supposed to be like the structure of uh, a fairy tale, like a really dark fairy tale where like mm-hmm. Danny is the princess in distress, uh, and like that's represented by the May Queen and like the the crown that she ends up wearing, and obviously like the distress comes from it's pretty obvious. Uh, then like Christian is the like the idiotic fucking uh like prince who uh, like clearly forgets his birthday <laughs> yeah who is just like uh very very clueless um josh is the like the scholar and sort of like the wise man and uh mark is obviously the jester and then uh pele is like the basically like the elder uh, and so i thought that was that was really interesting or in maybe or maybe pele's like prince charming and Christian is the bear. So Christian's like, <laughs> yes. Christian's yeah. like brute force or whatever. He just slays like, the bear. I mean, yeah, the- he's like a brute. Um, and Pele rescues her from all of this negativity. Yeah, I was going to say, they really do lay down a lot of groundwork for, uh, I mean, you mentioned the, does Christian feel like home to you? They lay, They do lay a lot of groundwork for Pele and really this entire commune can kind of provide all the things that Danny needs and that they and he solves a lot of her problems. Like he's she's uh, Christian is not there for her emotionally. And Pele is constantly, and I think genuinely uh, checking in on her and Mm -hmm. seeing how she's doing like the way, the way that he definitely plays those other guys, but it doesn't seem like he's necessarily playing her and i think that if she were to have to be sacrificed or she were to have to die i think that he probably would actually be upset with that whereas he did not mind right. losing those other bozos at, at all uh yeah no i think that he definitely knew that she was she was going to be perfect and would and would fit in and find the family there um we have uh a- i do want to talk about the uh, the because you mentioned the fairy tale thing um the first thing you see and hear in the film is almost like a once upon a time like like um kind of a uh like it's just like a short almost like 10 or 15 second like um you're about to experience a world of wonder and then you've got that plate right the opening title sort of Mm -hmm. plate which is just a painting Mm -hmm. of the 
events of the film, but presented in, in almost a storybook aspect. Yeah. I thought that was, uh, that was very cool. Um, do we have any criticisms? Well, I have a, I have a question. Why does everyone say that this movie was funny? I had, I, there were people in, in my, uh, theater that were laughing, um, especially during the, the big, um, uh, insemination ceremony okay yeah i mean there were i did have laughs in my theater and i guess like if like you can laugh at the absurdity of it um especially well i mean like ari aster just loves blowing people's faces up it's like in like the darkest way possible because he does that in hereditary 2 where it's just like the face just there's a hereditary 2 no 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 in hereditary (laughs) oh i was like like, man you got me considering seeing this i'm not seeing two of them uh yeah so he just loves like he just loves like the absurdity of of violence i guess he and and also i I saw an interview he said that like he's he's got something with head trauma for some reason yeah um mark mark is a very funny character like when they're in the field like tripping and he's like trying to like control everyone's trip that part was very funny yes. where he's like uh, let's all lay down everybody no seriously but lay down with me let's just lay down but, but i love it but it's like even on drugs they would never listen to him <laughs> uh yeah I, I didn't find it particularly funny but I, there were also people who said that get out was really funny and i think that it was classified as a comedy at, at one of those oh really yeah I so golden globes, which has yeah. like a weird if if it's any genre the golden globes puts it puts it into like the comedy or musical if it's not it's, a drama it goes into comedy or musical is this like when they wouldn't uh classify run the jewels as rap at the grammys right. they were like uh Look, you Not can have sure. alternative rock or you can have nothing. <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah, so I would not call it a comedy. Any yeah, uh, any I complaints about the movie, laugh. though? Um, complaints? Or criticisms? No, th- my big thing the first time seeing it was that I thought it was all very convenient that, uh, that they ended up, quote-unquote, doing things to get themselves killed. But I talked to you guys about that in the, the text thread. And even on here... I think that was just an oversight on my part. Like they all did, at least according to the rules of their do things to die. In reality, like does pissing somewhere is should should Mark die for being a dumb loser? No. no. Should Christian die for being a shitty boyfriend? No. Should should Josh die for like taking I mean, a God, picture? <laughs> even not that it, it compares because they, these were like life or death stakes. But I mean, like even in journalism and stuff, when you're doing reporting. Every now and then, if there's like a little uh, corner you can cut to to like find something out, you take it and then you figure out how to explain how you found it out later on. You know, right? Um, like, yeah, just like what if if you can have an off the record conversation that'll help or something, whatever. Um, and that's I kind of that's how I looked at what Josh was doing. Like he wasn't he was breaking some of their rules to he was taking pictures of stuff for his own uh, purposes, but he was essentially only doing it. So later on he could reference it, not necessarily use those pictures. Um, it was just a very like light flubbing of their rules. And that ended up getting him killed. So I think that was my big thing that like they, according to our world, they didn't deserve to die, but according yeah, to it's the, only a mild desecration of their Holy scripture. Yes. Right. right. Uh, does that mean that uh, that that Danny is the worst person of the friend group? Uh, She's well, the only murderer. We should. Right. We should interpret the ending. Uh, it's basically a horror movie version of uh, The Graduate where 
you see the expected result at the end and it's up close on the facial expression and then at the very end the facial expression changes and the movie ends in the graduate it's to show that they did all this stuff in haste and then when they realized wait a second what are we doing here now real life sets in then their their facial expression changes this is she's seeing all this death and all these people around her keep dying and she's just so distraught over it and then it clicks in her head like hey well, now the relationship's over, and I'm not with Christian anymore. Uh, still very, very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that she has a family again. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Do, do you think that she stays in the community? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think that's the whole point of the thing is, like, that they have a new, like, recruit for their cult. Um, and it's so funny because I'm so on Danny's side the whole movie that I'm, like, happy for her at the end. And it's only, like, later, like, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was like, she was like, but cults are bad. Right. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. I know. I don't support anything that these people are doing. If if this was like a real life thing, I would be like, that's a bad cult. Don't get involved with them. But in the context of the film, I'm like, yeah, it's actually like this super happy ending. Well, it's like, a, well, it's just like, a, I kind of get it. Like you, you understand See, about how these people get there and you're like, I, I get it. Like, I understand how this would happen to you, but that's why I asked, like, is she the worst person of the friend group? Because she li- she's the only one that killed somebody. I mean, on paper, she definitely is right on, on paper. She is. Cause I, even watching it, even being in that, the, the world of the movie, I was like, yo, you can't just like kill christian right. <laughs> like like christian, like, is, christian is a dick is, we christian are for all... sure a bad boyfriend and like a real asshole but like like we don't does like not him. deserve to die can't go killing him dude <laughs> you can't just kill him and i think that it's also like an interesting discussion of like um like obviously there's some fucked up things happening in this cult and stuff but like also that's from our perspective and there's certainly a culture within the cult in that society where like that those things aren't fucked up it's what they do right and so i think there's like a there's, there's a discussion to have about that too i have a question about uh what's connie and simon's part why are they friends with ingmar ingmar doesn't seem cool at all <laughs> ingmar seems super cool no he doesn't he yeah he was such super a cool because he was, was, having he was a, a chill time. bro he was a chill bro he seems super dopey. chill like Danny's having a bad time tripping and she's like, Oh, those guys are laughing at me. He's like, No, no, no. They were laughing before. Everybody's right. having a good time. You feel supported. Come meet my friends. Like he was being really sweet. Plus, the bar of being like a cool dude gets lowered significantly when you find out that cool dude has uh is offering you like a trip to Sweden. That's true. It's like I'd be friends with that dude if he was like, Hey, be a little bit friendly with me That's and you can true. come with me to Sweden. Yeah, you like, come to me this awesome festival. I'll give you bags of mushrooms. Right. That's actually I don't I don't blame them. Uh they are for sure the most unlucky people in this Connie movie. and Simon? Yeah. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, uh they just wanted to leave. Man, right, they figured it out, and they were like, "Fuck this, I'm out." I love Which how is the elder very came. normal reaction. So, would, would, yeah. if if he hadn't have sworn, if if Simon didn't say like, "You guys are fucking crazy," you guys are sick. If they had just said respectfully, "We would like to leave," would that still? I see. That's where I fall into the. They were going to kill all these people no matter what. Yeah, I think no, well, said, you can't, you can't there's leave. absolutely no way. Right, because I think they would be like, "No, if you leave, you're going to go tell somebody about what we're doing, and this is like a super secret." Right. right, I think it's. I mean, it's the same thing with with Josh, kind of. And that's like, where simply by going, they were they were doomed. So right. that that's well, why well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Connie well, may Connie may have ended up being the May Queen. 
I mean, I think Josh got killed because he took photographic evidence of like what's happening there. So if he were to escape, right. like they, he has literal evidence against what they're doing. And and I think that's why that was immediately like you're fucking. And dead. that's the biggest thing that makes this movie so creepy. There is never a plan or a th- there's never a thing of how are they going to get out? They're all there choosing to be there and they drop off one by one. But we're basically watching this through the lens of Danny. And it's never really a thought in her mind. Like she's unhappy after the um, the the ceremony where the 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 two the elders, elders kill themselves. But she's never thinking, okay, at this time, this is where I make a run for it. And with other movies where Americans end up in a strange land and it's dangerous, whether it's like hostile, taken, whatever, it's all about okay, how are they going to get out? How are they going to get saved? There's never really a sense that. Well, okay, I, they're planning their exit strategy. And I you think, know that it, it's all yeah. going to end there. And I think that's like a, a cool part of this movie is like it's just as much like psychological war for, warfare as totally. it is like physical torture. Totally. And that's why I was so afraid to see it because we're like I, I asked Randy last week and he said it's it's a lot of oh, no, am I really watching this stuff? It's a mm-hmm. lot of disturbing stuff. And uh, I don't want any of that. Uh, <laughs> I'll say that uh, I asked if uh, Josh and Mark felt pain i'd forgotten that josh seizes and isn't immediately knocked out so he feels pain uh definitely the worst is simon oh where he's like literally strung up like an eagle they keep him alive yeah yeah because his lungs are like breathing yeah that is so gross and i'm pretty sure they they were were they eating him yeah what's going on he's above chickens I don't think they were eating him. I don't I don't I don't think that cannibalism is a part of the thing. But there is like weird shit when they're having like the final feast when they like try to feed her like the salted fish or whatever. Um there's like a weird sort of woman-shaped like mound of some kind of material that you don't really ever get a good look at right. because like you're seeing it through Danny's and Christian's eyes and everything's sort of like breathing and morphing. There's a shot from above and it looks sort of like a woman's torso. I know it's not a human body and it's just some sort of, I don't know, meat or something that they've like sculpted into like a, a a, a sort of fertile symbol, I guess. I would say the, uh, the one thing that I like really didn't need in this movie was uh, like the, the um, like the inbred, uh, oh, whatever the, they call uh, the oracle the oracle yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I feel like that didn't serve any purpose yeah there's a uh, there's a little bit of some some chatter online about um like the the eugenics aspect of of the whole thing um because they do talk about bloodlines um, right pretty significantly they're like oh the reason people in sweden are so beautiful is because this is where vikings took like the beautiful women of the villages that they sacked oh. um Right, that, that was that was said directly in the movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, by Mark, I believe. Right? But I think or, that, that's well, like Mark a joke, asked, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's not a joke. It's 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 true. It's it's oh, why, okay. um, like Norwegian people are so beautiful is because Vikings literally took, kidnapped the most like beautiful women from, the villages that they sacked and and brought them back to their homeland. Yeah, I just oh, thought man. that that was like a very weird like, hey, let's fucking like let's include a mentally disabled person and just like do like close-ups on them and have it really serve not not any purpose or that i mean like yeah it doesn't like um doesn't move the plot forward at all 
no, no but it is it, like it does sort of explain like how fucked up these people are is that right, they actively true. they actively inbreed to get um people with cognitive and or physical disabilities uh to become their like oracles right uh do we think that this movie is going to get any year-end love god i i don't think so but god i God, I would hope that it did. I, I could see you for like cinematography or um or like costume design. Okay, like yeah, costume design or like set design. Both of those things were really great. Um, maybe not costume, just because like the only thing that was really like like the like the flowers and stuff were unbelievable. Yeah, and I thought that was great. I think that this is going to be just one of those movies that doesn't get any love at the end. But I mean, I'm very glad I saw it because uh, right. I, I thought it was a really good movie. And um, it kind of falls into not like uh, the big one for me last year with that was uh, a simple favor, which was certainly an imperfect movie, but I wouldn't have been totally surprised if it got some love at the end of the year. My guess would be, as you said, probably, probably probably nothing huge. Um, They gave out awards for best acting like you're tripping. (laughs) Oh yes. Um, Cause both, uh, Christian and Danny do a great job of having bad trips. For sure. Like um, Christian's bad trip when he's like at the table and he's just like, well, he's just got like the sort of like dopey oh, yeah. look on his face and he doesn't know what's going on. And he like asks the dude next to him, like, what's, what's happening? And he's the only one that's not in uh, the, the yes, role because the, he's right. He's because she now has become May Queen and she's, but that is a, great scene it's super weird with the fish as you yeah. uh as you mentioned uh what i'm not gonna go down this road so let's only just drive by it but uh is it like hereditary how does it compare to hereditary it, i'm not going to see it i think that, that randy put it pretty pretty well last episode that it's that it has more of a point and like an end goal than hereditary hereditary is creepy as hell though right it Hereditary, is, yeah. there's ghosts and like possessions and like it's more of a uh, classic horror movie. Uh, I don't want yeah, to. there's definitely like um, more horror elements in Hereditary, and like I guess an equal amount of horrific things that happen. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to like go through like the horrific events, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's uh, oh yeah, there's Ant Head, and there's uh, you know uh, the husband on fire and there's um the lady there when tony collette saws her own head off um uh yeah it's probably equal amounts like violent heavy things that happen um but hereditary is presented more as a scary thing throughout the whole thing even though it's not like a lot of like jump scares or anything it's just like sort of creeping dread but uh yeah it's a it, i think hereditary is a lot creepier than yeah uh, i think it leaves you with a lot more questions too uh, yeah hereditary you definitely want to like go ended. and like who, find out who this like king payment is because it's a real like thing and like sort of like uh, mythology uh one of my favorite things about seeing films is that uh when we go to the theater we see the previews and the big one that I think we all came away with was uh, it's a movie coming out called Ready or Not. It comes out next month. Just hearing of it now. So is it a Blumhouse movie? Probably a humdinger. 
uh, let me. I don't, I don't think I don't think it's Blumhouse. Um, I don't think it is, but it just sounds like it would be. Oh yeah, like Blumhouse presents uh, or Blumhouse's uh, Ready or Not. Uh, it stars someone who kind of looks like Margot Robbie, but Samara <laughs> Weaving. Who's that? She's in, oh, she's in three billboards. But what does she do in that? She's in three billboards. She's the girlfriend. She's the uh, the ex husband's girlfriend oh. who works at like the worst place or whatever. The zoo. Oh, the re- oh man, the the just like helpless one. Yeah, yeah, she, and uh, yeah, no, no, she's not. Is she? Who I, plays the, Who plays Woody Harrelson's wife? Oh no! Oh, she could be Woody Harrelson's wife. I think she's the girlfriend, though. I'm, I, I think I, she I, is I think too. I think she's really one of these at, shots on her IMDb page is her in the car. I'm she's pretty really sure. good at being a, a, a dork. Um, uh, she was also in the Babysitter, the Netflix horror movie. Have you guys seen that? No, but that sounds great. Netflix horror movie. That's it's, totally it's, in my alley. It's more of a it's more of a comedy, but um, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, it's very light. It I'm is for sure not a that. Blumhouse movie. Uh, uh, the it is uh, pr- the production company is Fox Searchlight and distributed by Walt Disney Studios. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, well, fun. Oh, Walt Disney distributing that family yeah, fun. They, they're uh, barely making any movies nowadays. Uh, Samara Weaving was also in uh, Milf. Ah, is it Smilf or Milf? Maybe it's yeah, it's Milf. I think it's Smilf. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I, um. um this uh, Ready or Not is, the description on IMDb is, a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. So basically she gets married, and then they say, okay, now the last thing that you do on the wedding night, uh, which you would think would be something else, is uh, you got to play this game, and it's just hide and seek. But they've got like guns and knives and everything, and it seems like, it seems equal parts... Uh, thrilling and totally stupid. Totally ridiculous. Which is which makes me think that hopefully it'll fall into that kind of uh, would you rather area. This I'll just this seems like a brunch movie. Perfect brunch movie. Absolutely perfect. Uh, Adam Brody is in it, which is very exciting to me. Adam Brody's making a big time comeback. He was in Shazam last year. Oh, that's right. That's who that. Is. Oh, he was like one of the one of the Shazams. Yeah, he was one of the uh, the extra Shazams. Speaking of Shazam, you guys see the Shazam thing? Yes. I, have, that, I question whether that's real. Or it not. is. I don't I know what you just said. Really. Too. I, I just lost uh, connection. So a second. guy, a what, guy what going on beat Shazam, the the beat Shazam thing. Okay. The show. It's a game show uh, with Jimmy Fox as the host. Uh, I was actually casting it real talk didn't end up doing it uh but he was uh a guy goes on this show he wins at the end and there's like a funny back and forth between he and jamie fox and it ends and jamie fox like roasts him because that's all jamie fox says to people jamie fox seems like the meanest person in the world and then it ends and it says in memory of and it's a picture of that guy who had just won he died before it aired yeah but what? You, wait you're missing the the most important thing what is that the his final guess of the song that won him the show was how to save a life by oh, the right fray. that was why well, that's <laughs> not the big that's not like the big thing that's the big twist that's some irony in it yeah, yeah. so but basically this you watch this light little thing and you see like the hide, how to save a life thing and you can't think of it and you're like ah oh, okay funny okay classic burn jamie fox cool he died <laughs> Oh man, I gotta I've gotta go watch this now. I think I saw someone link to it and they were like, This is a Tim and Eric sketch come to life. 
No, no. Uh, yeah, but uh, ready or not, I think it'll be a perfect, uh, perfect brunch movie. Um, I'm very, very excited. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be terrible. Oh, hell it is. Yeah. But it is. I'll tell you, it is 95 minutes long, which is mwah. I love when movies are like, we are shitty. Let's get in. Let's get out. Yeah, I like more when. So nine, the traditional like your generic movie is this long. I love when it's under 90. Like if I yeah, get like 89, 89. <laughs> yeah. Like what was uh pop star? I think is like 85 minutes long. They're like, we're not going to give you any more than we have to. This is going to be a really stupid movie, which it is, but it's, I mean, it's positively elite. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's brilliantly fantastic. Um, yeah. I was telling you guys uh, when you, uh, were asking me if I'd, I'd seen the previews for Ready or Not uh, about a film called Your Next. Do you guys What's know about that? this film? No, no. You should you should watch it. That would that's actually a good brunch film too. Your Next. Your Next. Yeah. Is it out right now? Yeah, it should be available on some sort of streaming service at this point. All right. Okay. We well, take a we'll blind we'll recommendation. We'll just make sure our stream doesn't hit the tree. If you know what I'm saying, Randy. Nope. Oh, the ancestral tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah cool stuff. Love you, buddy. Be in the toilet. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, before we go, uh, you said after last week's episode that you had a theory about Father John Misty on Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Hit us. Oh, yeah. No, I think he probably would have auditioned for the Murray Bauman role. The role Yo, of Rick Gelman. Yo, said that a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Well, then I agree with you. <laughs> All right. But that's my theory. You guys just stole it from me. Hell of a theory. Uh, also, uh, you hung out with Judy Greer. We never talked about it. You sent out a text message. It was a picture of you and Judy Greer just dancing and having the time of your lives. And I'll say, you get to do a lot of cool things, Randy. I truly love Stranger Things. It is a great show. Uh, nothing means more to me than... This is going to sound I'm like a weirdo. But like, few things mean more to me than Judy Greer. You want to talk about standing... I probably stand her to death. I need calm down about Judy Greer pills. So knowing somebody who has met Judy Greer, that honestly, that is cooler to me than Stranger. That is, what was that like? Uh, it was, it was great. Um, uh, Judy and I have a mutual, have a few mutual friends. Um, and uh, Oh, by the way, what what an asshole move by Randy sending us that picture and then being like, oh, we're at a friend's a mutual friend's wedding. Yeah, the mutual friend just fucking Sean Gunn. No big deal. I mean, he's no Judy Greer, but he's like guy Judy Greer. Tell us some stuff about uh, Judy Greer so we can say that we've heard stuff about her. Uh, she's great. She's uh, great at dancing at weddings. Um, she's great <laughs> at giving wedding speeches. She Ooh. gave a speech. She read someone else's speech at this wedding, and let me tell you, it was uh, it was a glorious speech. It was very well written, but I was like, you know what, Judy really, Judy really fucking hit all the high points on this speech too. Oh man, that so is you such can, a good like, that is such people, a good idea, right. To write a speech for a wedding and then be like, oh, but Judy Greer is at this wedding, so yes. let's just let her do well, it. The, right. he's, he's the guy, the guy couldn't make it to the wedding, so but he did write a speech, and then he had Judy do it, uh, and it was a speech about like how to keep your. Um, uh, how to keep your uh, marriage happy hmm. as a man. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and uh, the first thing is um, uh, whenever your wife asks you something to affirm in the positive two, you say, yes, queen. 
<laughs> and then if, whenever she asks you um, to uh, a question that, that the answer is going to be no to, you go, no, mommy. <laughs> and uh, anytime you introduce her, you have to introduce her um, in the Borat voice. That's my wife. Hell yeah. That is the, that is the number one those, rule of marriage. Do those you think- are the secrets of marriage. Do you think that uh, we could get her to read our ads if she's just reading stuff? No, I don't think so. Damn. Do you th- what are the chances you think we've definitely uh tried to book her for this podcast? Um what are the chances you think we could ever get Judy Greer? A guy a couple of guys like us getting a gal <laughs> like her. Um oof, geez, I don't know. She's so cool. Like I, I wouldn't want her to do this podcast because that hurt I feel like that brings her down <laughs> that she does she did brunch. Um, yeah, we have no problem ruining your career, but Judy Greer is like too important. What has Miles Teller been in since he, since he was on brunch? That's true. Legitimately. Yeah. There was, they were talking about him being in that Elvis movie. He didn't, he's not Elvis. Yo, they must've cheaped out on that Elvis thing, by the way. Who the fuck even is the Elvis guy? Also, Miles Teller's in a show on Amazon right now. That's really fucking bizarre. Oh, it's not Miles and it's not, uh, Ansel. What's his Ansel? Elgort. Ansel Elgort. I think no, I've heard that. I don't even know who the Instagram. fuck the guy is. I was like, who? I mean, also, he, I'm out of the loop. He probably has like 8 million Instagram followers. But that that's the classic thing of like, hey, where are you applying to college? You're like, oh, Harvard, MIT, Columbia. In the end, I decided to go the to UMass. Bunker Hill. Right. And he's like, uh, so were Austin you really, Butler. Were you really considering paying those guys or... Was you were you just gonna? I mean, maybe this kid's great. I mean, they they, they the next 007 they just cast is uh, also a relative unknown. I like the idea of doing that, giving a huge part to somebody that really is going to. That's going to be kind of their first thing that everyone sees them in because it can either go really well or horribly. Don't you think that Ansel Elgort would have been the perfect one though? I think that he would have been better than. I'm not Tyler. a big Ansel Elgort guy. I'm a huge Ansel Elgort guy. I think I've only seen him in Baby Driver, but Baby Driver is so good. You didn't see Billionaire Boys Club. Oh, is he in that? Yep. Yeah. With Kevin Spacey. Are there jump scares? <laughs> yeah, every time Kevin Spacey comes on screen. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is, Randy. Oh, Randy, love you. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Bye.